this song because I have a theory about it, which I told you about a little bit on the phone. Yeah. That song is by, what's her name? Huh? Oh, Eden XO. Now, that literally is the most generic song ever written. It's, yeah, it's up there. Like, if you put modern day girl pop singer into a computer, that disc would come out. Mm Mm-hmm. And here's my theory of that song, because no one's ever heard of this person. Yeah. Is like, this is what I feel like <laughs> Here's what I feel like happened. Like, I yeah. feel like there was some CEO that was a big fat guy in a suit that looked like Kingpin from Spider Man with right. a cigar. Yeah. And like, he had like someone write this song or probably like nine people. And like, they went to like Rihanna. Rihanna was like, mm, no, you know, I don't really like it. And they went to like Katy Perry. And Katy Perry was like, nah, it's not really very good. Mm. And they even like went to like Miley Cyrus, then all the way down to like maybe Britney Spears, who even was like, mm, I don't know. So then like this Kingpin guy was like, well, fuck, we're using yeah, this song. Yeah. Go find me a blonde. Like put his, her in uh, some short shorts because on the cover it's mm. all sex appeal. Yeah. And like auto tune the shit out of her. Make it a hit now. It's like uh, <laughs> his like. Like his wife wrote the song, so he had to yeah, use it. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like, the sad part is, is they they wasted that that uh, that beat on her. And it's a cool like, beat. It's actually a cool it's beat. Not, yeah, that little dip a dip dip and yeah, all that. I, I like, like it. the little uh, I like the little synth lines and stuff. But yeah, like, me too. And uh, then the song, man, is so <laughs> bad. I mean, it's pretty good. It really speaks to me because, like, you know, everybody likes it's like it. the weekend. We yeah. all love the weekend. I'm like, we? every time the weekend shows, I'm like, oh my god, it's the weekend because I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot and I forgot. Like, <laughs> you like wake up out of bedside morning. What? Dip a dip. Yeah. No, I just wake up freaking out because I didn't realize it was the weekend already, which you'd think would be calming, but she's like really freaked out about it. And like, didn't Katy Perry already write like last Friday night or whatever? Yeah. Like the weekend side or TGIF? Yeah. I mean, but every singer has to have that stupid fucking thing. That song yeah. actually reminds me more of that Rebecca Black song and like what happened, you know, like how people would pay for them to have like a song. You're right. Like rich parents would pay. Did she ever have like a second single? She did, but it didn't do any. Obviously, it didn't do anything because it wasn't the first song wasn't good either. It was just that the no. internet caught Here's my to question it. for you though. What was her song called? Friday. Friday. Do you yeah. think she made enough money off that that she like won't have to work for a long time? I don't think she. Or made... do you think someone completely fucked her? I don't think she made any money off it because the I way agree. that the the way that the asylum, which is the place that puts it out, works is it's for rich people to pay them to make a so song. It's like you'll get fame. Yeah, she might maybe. have made some money off like I bet she like did one tour that did really well for like a month when the song was out. Maybe, but even then, I don't think so. She probably went to like mall, like a mall tour, mall tour, and then like like Timberwolf. Yeah, which for people like that, that don't know here is like. Would be it's playing like, a, like Six Flags, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's Kings Island. It's basically like here. a step away from playing a state fair. But yeah, like, it might be worse. 
Mm. State fairs pay a lot of money. That's true. I don't know. I don't think she made any money off of it, though, because that's like, if you look up that, that thing, like the asylum thing, like that's what it is. Is It's just a, like, you pay them a bunch of money, they'll write a song for you, right. you get to sing it, they'll make a video with you, and then that's it. Right. Like, the state fair thing, I only say not to air anyone's business, but I'm going to air some people's business. Yeah. It's not they care. <laughs> Actually, on Warp Tour, I was on, like, with Wes and Jake, and I was talking to Vinny, who's been on here many times. And he said something about them playing, like, the Florida State Fair every year. And I kind of gave him shit just, like, being goofy, like, about how that's, like, super redneck sounding. And he was like, dude, you would not even want to know how much they pay us to play it every year. He was like, way more than we're even worth. Yeah. He's like, we pay all our bills, like, just, like, for the month from playing the State Fair. It's ridiculous. I was like, fuck it. I guess I'd do the same thing. Well, yeah, because it's like you always wonder why all those old bands play State Fairs. And it's not because they want to be relevant. It's because, obviously. It's because they're getting a huge payday. Yeah. Can we also, have you seen the depths of how bad reality TV shows gotten? Have you seen the Deep Fried Masters show? Hmm. I mean, well, actually, yeah, I think I did see, like, whatever the pilot was for it. Because it came out, like, a year ago, and it was, like, an hour-long thing. And then yeah, It's a show where, like, there's three judges, and, like, there's the main one, obviously, who's in charge. Oh, this is a competition show? I was thinking yes. of an actual... There was an actual reality show. Where they just showed different deep-fried things? No, where they were trying to launch it. It was supposed to be a whole series, but I guess they never got it off the ground. Because, like, when you watch it, they play it every once in a while on Cooking Channel, or Travel Channel, where, like, um, they'll still play that episode that they made. But oh, this is on Travel Channel, too. It's yeah. different, though. It's a competition. Well, this was actually just, like... One family that owns this like crazy deep fried stand, and they're like, I've seen that too. Yeah, you know I've I mean, seen that like as well. the greatest deep fried. And I think there's the only world. like two episodes of it. That yeah. This yeah. one actually, I think, is going strong because it's like on season two. I'll admit it's fairly interesting just because of how ridiculously disgusting people are, right? But basically, what it is is the main host is a guy who I guess is known as like the state fair master for the whole country, like, he's invented all these crazy deep fried things. Yeah, he's the guy from that show then. Probably. Yes, yeah. I think it is actually. Is, yeah. And he has two other guys who I guess are also deep fried masters. How you get that degree, I'm not quite sure. Um, whatever, the, who can make the fattest thing. Yeah. And uh, they have people come in and basically they'll just have challenges and people have to make like a deep fried, like something on a stick or finger food and they just judge it and there's a winner at the end. It's only interesting though because. Um, and I'm not recommending people watch it. I'm not saying it's a good show. But I'm saying if you're super bored, it's interesting enough yeah, go to, ahead. to the point where, like, because people just make some shit where you're like, I will die if I eat that, but I kind of want it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how all those shows are. Like, though. one dude took pickles and steak, wrapped it up, deep fried it like a corn dog. Mm-hmm. With batter wrapped around steak and pickles, I would I would literally throw up because I hate pickles so much. I don't like pickles either. I'm just saying like it gets so outrageous like that. Yeah, that's gross. Where it's just like, man. First of all, pickles do not go with steak, no matter all. what you're doing. No, like, pi- pickles really just go with like burgers or deep fried pickles. And even then, you know. Oddly enough, though, I will say that um, I hate pickles, but I love deep fried pickles and ranch, which doesn't make sense. I it guess doesn't it really doesn't make no, sense. No, it doesn't. At all, I guess just a mix of the ranch and the deep fried is basically covering up the taste of the pickle. Yeah, so why don't just get like something you could dip in there that's actually like good? All right. Like, no. Okay. What? What do you? How are what, how are you going to change it into a sexual thing? What made you think it was going to be sexual? Well, you started looking at me weird and putting your <laughs> mouth to the side and winking and going, "Oh, okay." I didn't wink. You did wink that time. I did. 
No, you winked the first time, too. I'll dip your dick right in some ranch. Okay, but it's not deep fried. Well, I don't want to hurt you. You're one of my best friends. Okay, but I don't want anything to do with this. That's I don't care about that. Uh, all right, but that's, th- well, first of all, that's rape. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, um, I don't think putting your dick in a ring. No. Okay, sexual assault, regardless. Okay, okay, I'll you're give walking you that. a pretty fine line because I don't know what you were going to do after oh, you're the ring. Walking rant. a fine line too. That's what got me in this little mess in the first place. Um. Anyway, welcome to Big Snack. Did you uh, uh, have you ever seen the, the worst show that um that they show on? I think it's on Travel Channel, and it used to be called Pizza Cuz, and now they changed it to Pizza Masters because they had don't to rebrand it. Don't get me it. started. Me and my roommate Josh watched that the other night. Those guys, a don't know fuck about pizza. No, they don't. It's just two guys that two have dumbest... absolutely fake Italian yeah. accents. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, come on, man!" Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> well, like... I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm bad at impressions. Yeah, I know, but that sounded like a weird Cuban guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even close to what you just did. Hey, I'd like some pizza. I, I just feel racist at this point. I'm gonna stop. No, yeah. but that show like, literally, uh, these guys have some fake ass Italian. Hey, I'm accents. gonna go get a pizza. You, yeah. <laughs> hey, my cousin Sal's gonna come with me and get a pierogi. We're gonna. Get what a you pizza. just did is so over exaggerated and is more realistic than what they do. And literally, that's exactly how they like sound. That and show is embarrassing. Like, and like whenever they. And like whenever they do something, they like they like exclaim like Italian words, but yeah. I don't think they're actual Italian. I don't words. think they don't. And and the thing is, none of the pizza places they go to look bad, but none of them look good. Yeah, they're just all average places. Yeah, they look fine. And then like, but they'll go like the funniest is when they'll go to like their own pizza places. Yeah, and like <laughs> make pizzas and then just take them places. And yeah. it's like. Why? I thought the whole point of the show is you're going around and trying pizzas and that you know that show is something else altogether. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Big Snaggers episode what is sixty? Uh, sure. Are we sixty? Now we should check. I want to be accurate here historically. I don't make mistakes. I don't make mistakes at all. I'm sure you've made mistakes before. Maybe once or twice. I mean, you can't act like you're perfect. I don't do no acting. I, I'm like tough acting to nactin. Yeah, it's, you can it's, see me racking. I ain't lacking. My social skills be cracking, like a kraken. Not the drink, but the monster. Go ahead, I ain't no impasta, but I like eating pasta off the rasta. You done? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're on episode sixty. Okay, so uh, welcome to Big Snackers episode sixty. Today we have a great episode. We have uh, Nick Woods, the singer of Direct Hit, who I can't believe we've actually never had on here before. He's an idiot. He is an idiot, and he also um, he no, wasn't going to come on at first. He wanted to, and he actually likes the podcast, but he doesn't have anything to promote yet because they're writing their new record. And I told him that we don't really want to promote oh, his big, music anyways. Big so deal. Just come on. Oh, I'm writing just, a record. Right. Who does that? Uh, as soon as he gets on here, let's just make fun of him for writing a record. Okay. All right. I'm into that. And then uh, we got him... I think we might have Kamal calling in because we have some tragic news that a lot of people aren't going to get, but it's something that hit me dearly. Hit you dearly? Yeah. You mean deeply? Both. But I want to talk right now about two things. Number one, I was driving today mm-hmm. on my way home. Move your phone. Well, yeah, I have to read this. Okay. It's on my phone. Okay. Um, Widowmaker hunting. That's what it was. Okay, so I'm driving, and I get over in the right lane, right by the exit by my house, right there off New Haven. 
And there is just this huge SUV that is fully like decaled in camo. And I just see a huge decal on the back of like the angel of death with machine guns. <laughs> I tried to get a picture to put on the blog, but I couldn't. But I cannot make this up. It gets better. So it's like the angel of death with machine guns. And then above it, it says Widowmaker, which is already terrifying enough. Yeah. And then under it, it says Widowmaker hunting. Uh. What? Why do I feel like these people are hunting humans? Yeah, that's what I feel like too. <laughs> like, I don't because Widowmaker. Nothing hunting, about that like, screams to me like deer hunting. It's either this. Okay, there's two possibilities. What? They're hunting humans, and that's why they name themselves that, or they live in a crazy fantasy world where they think animals get married and like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the land I want to live in. I know, I do too. No, actually. but I mean, like, it makes it way how more terrifying sad, and like horribly hillbilly is that name? Like. You know, because it's Harrison, like, where I live, I think we've talked about it here before, but mm-hmm. I live, I live, like, only 15 or 20 minutes from Cincinnati, but I live on the west side of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. right by Indiana, and it's a very hillbilly, yeah. my town, oh, like, yeah, for the most part. Like, yeah. people like me and Justin do, don't, because Justin live, is from a town right next to mine that's equally as hillbilly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know which is more. They're right on par. I'd say they're both the same. Like... And Justin and I don't fit in at all in either of our towns. No. Like, like Justin's my, school has yeah. has a farmer's program as part of the high school. Yeah, like literally there were people who drove tractors to school. And that's real. And that, and they like were, for real. And the thing is, is they were actually the most popular people. Yeah. And like, like you think football players and stuff and like athletes and whatever would be like the popular. And they were popular kids. too. Somewhat, well, at least in but, Harrison. Like because my high school has like, I'm pretty sure a really good football team. Yeah, I'm old enough that like I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that we're like up there in Ohio. Which is funny that you say you're old enough to not know that for a fact when every like person in Harrison it's like 50s like, like Harrison well, Wildcats oh going to kick fucking, your fucking ass, God, queer. Fucking love <laughs> right? you know what I mean? But like, fucking no, for real, mud like, hole while you're cock sucking um, ass. I literally, my house is at most a mile from the high school. Yeah. And if there's a football game like on a Friday night, I have to literally take a longer way. Because so many people go to it. It is literally insane. I mean, you've seen it before. Yeah. Like, we've tried to go to Waffle House before, like, after a high school football game, and you can't. Like, people are, like, celebrating, like, wasted, like, after right. this high school football game. Well, and also you have to go a different way because you're not allowed within the thousand feet of that school. I'm not? No. Why? I know why. The park I'm not allowed to go to. No, the school, too. I'm not banned from the school. I know. I'm just kidding. Oh. Well, I am banned from the park. You just ruined my joke. That I was trying oh. to say that you're not allowed within a thousand feet of the school. That's the reason why you have to go around a different way. Well, I am banned from the park. Well, so I know that. Go with that. Know, whatever. That's not as fun. Well, it's, it is for a sex crime. Right. But it's not even like anything. I didn't do anything. Yeah. But... I figure all the people out there listening that already hate me because of the Tigers are all sitting and stuff and be like, see, I told you he was some sort of a fucking sex offender. Well, you show your balls on a fucking cell phone camera. Yeah, and it got uploaded to the internet. But because it was on park property, no one saw it. No Um, no one was in the bathroom. (laughs) It was in the bathroom at a park. mad. And this is actually, have we told this story? Because it's worth telling. It's pretty funny. I can't remember. We I don't that. think we have. And we have enough new listeners now. I'll tell the fast version because we have a lot to talk about today. And Justin has to be done by what, 730? Mm. So 835? No, 730. Man, well, that's 835. Like, that's an hour and a half from now. Come so. on, man. I'm not negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. 
I just thought of something also, that I'm not even going to say. No, go ahead. No, I'm not. Well, I, I, no, no I, you have to because you just laughed at it, so I want to know. Because I don't know why. I just wanted to look you straight in the face and tell you that I was going to fuck your mouth. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah? Then you can say it all you want. Oh. It doesn't mean oh. it's going to happen. Well. You didn't bring my condom coach with you. so like No, we'll get to that to in a minute because right. that's something that is a whole other story. But, um... Okay, I was in an old band, and we played a show in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is about three hours from Cincinnati. Mm. And our friend Greg, who did merch for my old band, um, he videotaped everything because we just like to, you know, it's fun to videotape tour and just like put tour videos together because every band does it because it's entertaining, especially if you're the Bloodhound Gang, which if you haven't seen, what is it called? Because that's the best tour diary ever. I don't even know. But you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the One Fierce Beer Coaster tour? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's the best video of all time. Yeah. But, uh, so, anyways, we get back, and I live, like, literally half a mile from a state park. And it's a big, nice park, like a playground and stuff. So, I just went into the stall, and I was just peeing. And our friend Greg had the video camera and kicked the door in. So I basically just turned around and like waggled my balls or penis at the video camera immaturely in the stall. Like no one could have seen it. Right. And no one was even in the bathroom anyways. But right. even if they were, nobody could have seen it. Yeah. And uh, we had a website for a while, sort of like a precursor to what Justin and I do now called Pie on Life, where we just interviewed bands we knew. Um, it's not nearly as good as Big Snackers because Justin and I are much better now at that than I was then. Right. And Justin is a good co-host. Thanks. You're welcome. We'll continue. You're welcome. Yeah. I got sweaty palms. Um, so Why? I don't really actually. Oh, know. I was going to say, what I'm are you talking today. about? I I, I uh, shoveled my driveway because we have like a foot of snow here and shorts today because I'm a brilliant person and moccasins with no socks. But I wore a hoodie. Anyway. So, anyways, we just put the video up on the internet on our website because we we had like the 18 and over warning on our website, so we couldn't get in trouble. What we didn't think about is that the park is on state grounds, so it actually is illegal. And I showed my balls on state property, basically. Right. No one saw it. No yeah. one was there. There was no real. For me, for what was that? I don't know. It was weird. It's like we've talked about here on before. For me, to be a crime or something you can be arrested for, I feel like there has to be a victim. Yeah. There was no victim. Yeah. However, I worked at Journey's, the shoe store at the time, with my friend Chris, um, Justin and I know, and I, I literally thought this was a prank phone call. And I get a call from my cell phone. It was like, is this Ryan Rockwell? I was like, yeah. And I was like, this is a sheriff, whatever. I don't remember. Um, we have video of you showing your genitalia at the park at Miami Whitewater, and we have a warrant out for your arrest. And I literally <laughs> thought it was one of our friends completely fucking with me. Right. Until, like, the conversation went on, and I realized, like, oh, this is serious. Like, right. fuck. Yeah. So I called my – I got off the phone. Well, he basically was like, you can come turn yourself in. We're not going to be on a manhunt for you, but if you get pulled over or we find you, you're going straight to jail. Or you can come turn yourself in and see your options. And I was like, all right, bye. Hung up on him, called my attorney. And it was a Friday, I remember. And my attorney, Andrew, is the man because he's got me out of a lot of shit in my day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Justin knows. Yeah. 
and uh, somehow I've never been to jail. I still don't. I've been arrested many a times, but Andrew has always pulled me out. So um, I called him, and he was like, "All right, what you need to do." He was like, "If this guy sounds the way he does, like Andrew's younger, he's cool." So he like literally was like, "This guy sounds kind of like a dick," which is awesome. My attorney said that he was like. So since it's Friday, if you turn yourself in today, they're probably going to keep you like in like a minimum security cell all weekend. Right. He was like, so don't go anywhere this weekend. Just go home, chill out, play video games, do whatever, watch movies, go turn yourself in Monday morning. He was like, because they, they have the right to hold you all weekend. Right. So I was like, all right, so I'll do that. So I just stayed at home all weekend, didn't go anywhere, obviously, didn't take the chance. Monday morning, I went in, <coughs> turned myself in, I got there, and... Can I just tell you how much this was like Reno 911 shit of the incompetence of these people? Because when I got there, I'm not kidding. A cop walked in, and he had a gun and a Ziploc baggie that he said they found at the park. And uh, the the sheriff literally goes, well, did you, did you pick it up? He was like, yeah. And he was like, without gloves on? He was like, yeah. And he was like, you dipshit. He was like, the finger, I'm not making this up at all. Like, it was so funny. Our friend Brad, or Mr. Dibbs, the DJ, actually went with me just because, like, right. he, for some reason, was very upset that I was getting arrested, and he's also insane. Yeah. And I actually figured him coming might make it worse. Luckily, yeah. he kept his mouth shut because he's the type of dude that would absolutely, like, assault a cop. Yeah. Or has. I'd imagine. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is the man that has a video on YouTube showing himself sneaking a razor blade onto an airplane. That's real. You can look it up if you'd like. So that's who we're dealing with. But great friend. He, uh, so he's my witness as literally this guy has this fucking pistol and a Ziploc baggie that he picked up. So they're like, all right, come back here. They fingerprinted me. They took my mug shots, did all that shit. Then they were like, all right, well, your court date's in a week. We're not going to keep you in jail because you're not a threat, obviously, at all. So week later comes by, I go to court with Andrew, my attorney. Mm. The beautiful part of this story and the crowning achievement is that they had to play the video in front of the judge and the jury. <laughs> I tried not to laugh. I'm not going to act like I was like super hard. I was kind of scared because I was like, man, I'm not scared, but like I was how, just like... How hard were you? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean I was scared, but I was nervous because like, no one wants to go to jail. Right. Like, it's not like I'm Mr. Tough Guy. Like... Like fuck! I hope I don't go to jail for this because it's so stupid. I didn't do anything. Right. And the judge was like super hard on me. Like he literally acted like I raped someone. Like he was like, "This is not funny. This is a sex crime." And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how? Like yeah, the crime against I you? Showed my balls to a camera. Like, Luckily, my attorney said exactly what I was thinking. Is because the judge said, "He's like, what if a child would have walked in the bathroom?" And my attorney was like, uh, "This is court. We go by facts. That didn't happen. That doesn't matter. That's irrelevant." And also, I was in the stall, so if someone watched in the bathroom, they wouldn't have seen it in the first place. Also, uh, if a child walked in, would they not also be like, oh, I have balls? Yeah, and they wouldn't like, have seen it. I was well, yeah, behind but I'm the saying closed like, door. I'm saying like that's such a stupid thing. It isn't like you're you're running around the bathroom jacking off. Like you're just, right. like, you know <laughs> like, what I mean? Like, there was nothing sexual about it. And that's right. what he said. Is he actually, I got charged with public masturbating, right. which is fucked, like super fucked. And that's my main problem to get serious at the end of this story with the judicial system is that I was actually put on the sex offenders list with rapists. Yeah. And, like, that is a problem. Yeah. Like, no, that is a I problem. should not be on a list with no. rapists. No. I did not have a sex crime against anybody. 
whatever, yeah, it was stupid and immature. There was no victim. Right. And like I said, there's no crime with no victim. You raped the state of Ohio, right? Apparently. So <laughs> that's yeah. that story to tell you everyone. And Mother uh, Nature in, in the bathroom she provided for you. And the judge literally, he said I was banned from the park for life, which I don't think you can possibly do at that point. You I've can't got even better. enforce like... No, how, I mean, it's so, it's all different people that work there. I go there all the time yeah. now. I ride my unless bike you, there. Unless you literally like walk around with like, a sign that says I'm Or like I'm walk Ryan up there Rockwell. naked with a big right. heart on. <laughs> yeah. I was just like... I mean, that oh, was how long you? ago at this point? What, seven years? Could could you? I, I could, yeah. All right. Fluff me. I will. Okay. How long was that? About seven years? Yeah, it had to be. So, I mean, I go back all the time at this point, but it was just, it was such a ridiculous, like, it's expunged now. Like, I'm not on the list anymore, but, like, the fact that I was on the sex offenders list, like, shows you, like, how much problems we have with our justice system and the way things are, like, categorized. Yeah, because, like, at that point, if that was going to happen anyway, you might as well have jacked off. Like, well, because, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I was literally on a list with, like, people that raped children. Yeah. And, like, that's so fucked up. And it's so wrong. Yeah. It's really stupid. But, uh, yeah. So, I know we're a pop culture podcast, but I don't really want to talk about the Oscars too much, but I just had a thought that I was thinking last night at band practice. Mm. I don't know if you'll agree with me with all of this. I think you'll agree with me with some of this. Yeah. Um, I think Richard Linklater's awesome, and I love that he introduced us to Matthew McConaughey and made some great movies. I also thought Boyhood was a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know if you liked it. Most of my I friends like it. it. I don't really care. I think it's a really interesting concept. Obviously, a film filmed over what thirteen years. Like yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But the movie doesn't. Nothing really happens. Right. Like, and I get that. That's the point. Is that it's just about an ordinary, you know, family growing up and how they grow apart or together. But I watched it like with an open mind, and I was just like, "This movie is not good." Yeah. Um, I thought Birdman was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was like mind blowing, but yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, but that's not my point. My point was that I got to thinking about, and I feel like you'll agree with me here to a degree. And it's not that all these movies are bad. Some are good, some are bad. But I feel like what the Oscars do and like these panels and people is they just like make certain movies every year generally accepted that it's like a brilliant masterpiece. And that's just the way it is, and you can't have any other opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'll use a perfect example. Boyhood will be one, but way more so is like, do you remember the fucking English Patient? Mm-hmm. That movie was a piece of shit. Yeah, it's really boring. I don't know one person that actually likes that movie. No. But do you remember the year it came out? It won like every Oscar, mm-hmm. and people literally called it brilliant. Yeah. Or like Chocolat. Yeah. Like those movies. And I feel like Boyhood is in the same category now where it's like, I'm sure some people like it. Some of my friends do. But I feel like some people like it just because they feel like they should like it. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely... And the same thing happens with music or anything. Like, yeah. I'm not saying this is a new thing by any means. No, not at all. But it's just like... Same with, like, Birdman is like... I was listening to 700, which is like the conservative talk radio station here today because I have a rental car and it was on. And, like, whoever the host was was just, like, talking about the cinematography and Birdman. And he had no idea what the fuck he was talking no, about. No, of course not. He just heard someone else talking about right. it. Same way as people hear about, like, Boyhood. And they're just like, the movie's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's like, okay, why is it brilliant? And they can't tell you half the time. No. But it's brilliant. It's They're it's saying like, <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, I think people say it's brilliant. Well, yeah, because I think other people say it is. But I also think people say it's brilliant because... 
oh, look, he did something that other people hadn't done. And it's like, sure. And it's okay, a cool idea. So fucking what? So did 50 yeah. other movies this year. Does yeah. that mean that they're less artistically merited? But it's also the problem with the Academy in general is that they're a useless body of fucking old people. Who it's don't, old white people yeah. that are so out of touch with anything. Who don't know anything and don't do anything. Like I was reading this thing, like there hasn't been a, a comedy that's won Best Picture in forty years, and or something why not? like that. There've been so many good ones. Yeah, and but, like, but the English and, patient and animated <laughs> films can't be nominated for Best Picture, and it's like Bullshit. why at this point, especially. It's like, like why? Why didn't? Why can't Toy Story three be nominated for? Yeah, Best you're going to tell me you know? Toy Story three isn't better than fucking whatever one Boyhood. That, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> and then like they have such stringent rules about what can be nominated, what can't. That Lego Movie didn't get nominated for animated, which movie. is insane. And it's like that was the best animated movie of last year. And then Big that's, Hero six. Yeah. Wins yeah. and it was not even that good. I liked it, but it Lego was Movie fine, was but, far superior. Yeah, exactly. And two things to be said to anyone like listening that's already like getting their panties in a twist is a, I like R- Richard Linklater who made Boyhood. Yeah. I think he's a good director and I like quite a few of his movies. Right. I don't think he's a fucking visionary because he made Slacker, but Days of Confused is awesome. And well, I mean, he is to an extent a visionary, but that well, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that what he does Slacker, is good. There's tons of people who are visionary, but that doesn't mean anything they do and, is worthwhile. And I appreciate Richard Linklater. Without Slacker, you wouldn't have Kevin Smith and a lot of my favorite right. movies, and that's awesome. But that doesn't mean that Boyhood's brilliant. No. And I'm sure there's also people listening right now that are like, well, I really did like that movie, not just because it's popular. Fair and enough. I believe you. That's yeah. true. I'm not saying it applies Good. to everyone. Like whatever you like. Yeah. But there's just definitely people get caught up in the hype at the Grammys and the Oscars and everything, and people, I think, just like things like zombies like you know what i mean like well i mean it's the same as like when they they announced that uh like they were gonna nominate selma for like the award or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like first of all that movie is a very inaccurate representation of something that happened that was very important (laughs) Uh, secondly the only reason it was nominated is because every year they have to find something that uh, that black people are in that they can and be I, like, look, look, we're not out of touch. I think that's almost more offensive. It is more offensive because you think, okay, you think a couple of years ago when The Help won all those fucking Oscars that they deserve those that Oscars. That movie was a piece of trash. It was horrible and it was like super obnoxious and overly dramatic. And if you even want to use the term black movie which i already think is stupid. yeah i think it's a dumb fucking but there's plenty of great black movies yeah. and i feel stupid even saying I know, black I, movie i, I agree because it should just be a movie but if you want to talk about a mostly black cast type movie there's so many great movies like i mean at least some movies like hustle and flow did get recognition and it's a yeah. fucking great movie yeah it is but, but I why mean, is it a black the, movie but just, why why is movie. it that selma has more uh integrity or is is more worthy of being awarded than say uh like top five or dear white people top or anything that came out should last... have been operated nominated for an oscar yeah it should have been if you want to quote unquote this is the last one i'm gonna fucking say black movie but yeah. if we're talking black movies this year top five was brilliant yeah. i'll say brilliant i think it was fucking hilarious yeah it was chris rock basically like almost playing himself to a, like an exaggerated degree and it was so good and funny, but like heartwarming. Yeah, I loved it. I saw and it twice. That's I. I like. I mean, it was really good, and I thought Dear White People was really great. Yes, um, and anybody actually listening, because I feel like a lot of people kind of just skipped over Top Five. It came out at a weird time. Yeah. Go see Top Five. Yeah, or rent it. Or rent I don't it know where it is at this is, point. Yeah. But Top Five with Chris Rock, I can't imagine you would hate it. Yeah, it's great. 
it's really fun. And why wasn't and why wasn't John Wick winning every award? No, really though, <laughs> that was my favorite movie last year. No, Daniel Tosh <laughs> brought that up. John Wick. No, John Wick was great though. Yeah, I know. And I love that movie. This is the problem with the but Oscars I mean, it's not like Academy. that needs to be necessarily nominated for an award. No, I'm but... not saying it's movie of the year like as far as like it needs an Oscar. But at the same time, I think that almost does showcase what's wrong with the Oscars and how out of touch they are. Because John Wick set out to be exactly what it accomplished, and it was perfect. It was a movie very loose on plot, very entertaining, very well acted. It was much like The Raid. It was mm-hmm. almost like a video game setup. All right. And every single second of that movie was enjoyable. Yeah. No, I agree. What Completely. more do you want from a movie than that? Like, that's what you want. Yeah. And they already announced a sequel, and I cannot wait. Yeah. I mean, I agree that, like, there's like there's dramatic movies. Okay, here's the thing I was going to say, actually, about this. Uh, why did that the chick from Gone Girl get nominated for Best Actress? Agreed. What was she doing in that movie that if you put any other actress in there, they would have been it would that she was doing anything different. Gone Girl's a She's good example a fucking, just like Boyhood. I think Gone Girl's a better movie than Boyhood, but you're right. I mean I don't give a fuck about Gone Girl or Boyhood. It, to had, be a, honest, it but, had a thing about it though where people just were like, Oh, Gone Girl, you gotta see it. It's brilliant. And it's like it's why brilliant. do I have to see it? Why? Like what's good about it? The best about part it? about it like, is that you see Ben Affleck's dick for a second. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's the only part I was looking for. Exactly. But like his dick could have won an Oscar. The, yeah. Why wasn't his dick nominated? Right. Actually, this is the thing is they, they made such a big fucking deal about that movie. Why wasn't he nominated for director again? Why was exactly he, you know what I mean? I mean? Like it's so bad. And that, that's the other thing is like they they nominate all these people for like best director, and then they'll be like, oh well, this guy can win for best director, but we won't nominate his movie for best movie. And it's like, well, how the fuck did he? And like be the he be- made the town Argo. Ben Affleck is an underrated director. No, I'll he say is. it. I mean, I'll it's not actually right not really. Well, he makes a shit ton made, of money off his movies. Yeah, and he's won They're, best director like twice. You're right, so but, I think he's fine. But basically, I don't want to give too much even time on this podcast to the Oscars. But I think we can just both agree here that it's old, out of touch, and it's complete shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever watch it anymore until they update it. And the, the, Update it. Yeah, something and it's cool. like, and the, besides that, people it's are like, like, "Whoa, Tegan and Sarah danced the Lego song." Okay, but why didn't? But the Lego movie didn't even get nominated. I know exactly. So it's a fucking song in it. Yeah, they got nominated for best <laughs> song, but they can't get nominated for best animated feature. Which the Lego why, movie what, is did, one of the best animated movies ever. Right? No, it is. It, and absolutely. Did Wreck It Ralph win an Oscar? I feel like it was nominated at least. If it didn't win, that's did. bullshit. I think maybe it did, but I can't remember. Well, if it did, good. But if not, bullshit. My other question, actually, this is the only thing that I, this is the thing that like stood out most to me that I couldn't understand last night when I was like, when I would like flip around, I was flipping back and forth to it because I didn't really care about watching it all that much. The Oscars, yeah, no, I didn't watch any of it. What? I just read this morning like the winners. I had a question about it though. Uh, well, since you didn't watch it, you wouldn't know this, but I'm going right. to tell you. Uh, why was Eddie Murphy there? That's a good question. Like, he was there, and he kept, like, showing up in, like, shots of the crowd, and I was just like, why is he there? He wasn't in a movie. He hasn't been in the movie in a long time. He hasn't been relevant. Well, he had sex with transvestites. Right, and that's fine. And, I mean, I guess that would get... I mean, if you want to... If that gives you a permanent seat at the Oscars, then I should be there every year. But... What was that? uh, So, I don't... I just don't understand why he was there. (laughs) He just isn't important, like... Did we talk about last week, speaking of Eddie Murphy, just before oh, I forget? Oh, the SNL 50? We didn't even talk about any of that. Or that 40, was fucking I mean, great. Whatever, SNL 40? I don't think it was overrated at all. I was cracking up. I, it was time. fine. It was Actually, I thought it was pretty stupid. Did you see? Yeah, I, I loved thought, it. I thought it was probably one of the most useless wastes of three see, hours. See, I thought Jeopardy was fucking hilarious. It was, that was good. That was the best skit. 
Yeah. Sean Connery. That was good. Um, bringing back... Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Burt, Burt, I can't Burt, think of his Ferguson. fucking name. Huh? What the fuck is wrong? Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald, yeah. Who... That's someone... Norm MacDonald is someone I wish did a lot more. Yeah. Because... On Saturday Night Live, he was the fucking the best person on the show at yeah, the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He got fired over some bullshit. We all know it was bullshit. Because mm-hmm. he made a mistake. We know Lauren Michaels didn't want him there. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah. And then he made Dirty Work, and then it's just like, dude, why didn't you do more? Because that movie's so good. Yeah. And maybe he just didn't have any ideas. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to, but that's someone I wish would make more movies. Right. No, I agree. Norm MacDonald is hysterical. Have you listened to his podcast? Mm-mm. You should. It's good. Um, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was, I just felt like it was a big waste of time. I just, enjoyed it. I mean, it, it was I, fine, but it was like, we're going to, let's trot out all these people and n- none of it's really, none of it really matters. Like none of this stuff really is like put together in a agreed. way that is important. And then, then you give the last like major musical performance of the night to Kanye West and he does the dumbest thing that I've ever fucking seen on television and Whoa, wish that, that man he would is a go genius. away. You don't even bother to criticize Kanye. Have you seen his Adidas shoes that look like cloth with wings? Well, have you seen the, the, <laughs> the, the clothes he was wearing that night? Because that's his clothing line. I know. It's terrible. But I will, I'm ashamed to admit this, maybe. <clears throat> but um, that Kanye West song with Paul McCartney is trash. But the Rihanna Kanye West Paul McCartney song, I really like it. I don't care about any of it. I I'm like, I really I'm just, like it. I'm so fucking done with his persona that I no, agree. tainted his music agree. for me to the point where I don't even want to fucking listen to it. Yeah, I. And also, can Sia take off that stupid fucking wig? We all know <laughs> what she looks like under it because she has a billion fucking. Uh, the funniest true. part is she thinks like that, like gives her anonymity or whatever, like to like. Right. And it's like if you go on YouTube and type in her name, there's forty thousand videos of her in Sweden, like performing, right. just as a normal person. It's like. You're not, like, it's not interesting. Like, you're wearing a big piece of moss on your head. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> this is very accurate. That's true. <sighs> oh, anyways. All right. No more Oscar talk. Let's talk. Um, well, Nick should be calling any minute, which um, Nick is from the band Direct Hit, mm. who recently, well, not that recently, actually, last year, put out an album called Brainless God, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. It was produced by was really good. Our, our friend from the podcast, actually, Mike from All American Rejects. Yeah. Um, and we have a few new guests coming up. I think next week I actually just talked to Joey Armstrong, who is Billy Joe Armstrong's son, who's in a band. And that's pretty rad. And I was actually talking to Justin about something that I find funny. And this is not meant to be disrespectful. I just think it's ironic. Um, I feel like rappers have like a certain persona they have to upkeep. Mm-hmm. Because I've been trying to talk to some rappers to be on the show who are all want to do it. Right. And I've talked to them personally and even texted some or DM some on Twitter. But then they always direct me to their publicist who always then and there's also a second publicist. And really my main point is that I was telling Justin is that it's funny that I can just text Billy Joe Armstrong's son on the way here on traffic who is literally the son of one of the biggest rock stars of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. I don't yeah. even think that's really arguable. I mean, Green, it's fucking Green Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not the Beatles, but top 20. Yeah, absolutely. No Easily, of that. all time. Yeah. And I can text Mike from All American Rejects, who are one of the bigger rock bands of the last 10 years. And then when I talk to these rappers who are good, 
but they're not popular yet, I have to go through seven publicists. Right. Like, just come on the podcast if you want to talk to us. Yeah. And they've even, like, I literally got messages like, yeah, I just listened to four or five episodes. It's hilarious. Like, I'm stoked to do it's it. It's like, why? Okay, then let's fucking do it. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand protecting your brand or whatever, sure. but at the same time, it's like, can't you make your own fucking decisions? Like, I understand protecting your brand, but when you've actually told me you've been listening to episodes of it, you know what we're about. Yeah. You know what our format is. Right. You know how we talk. So let's just do it the whole publicist thing and this is coming from someone who was in a band for five years that had a publicist mm. I I'm trying to tread lightly which I don't even know why because I don't have a publicist at this point uh, there's not much of a need for a publicist unless you're famous and even then I still don't see well, it well I like, as much as he's a douchebag, if you're Kanye West or Rihanna or something like that, I get that you're not giving out your personal phone number to every radio host that wants to interview you. Yeah. I get that. No, uh, yeah, that makes so sense. So for that, but that, I get the other But you could also have, like, you, your agent could handle that. Like, true. you know what I mean? Like, a publicist seems like the most out-of-date, stupid thing That is true, because now. you'll have people like Kanye West who, I don't know, but I'm going to assume have a publicist, an agent, an assistant, a manager. Oh, yeah. An assistant to that manager. Probably. You could trim that into two or three people. Yeah. And they could do all of it. Yeah, they could. Like, I get that if you're as big as Kanye, even if you're a douchebag, like, you're not just giving your phone number out. That right. makes sense because yeah. it would leak in two seconds all over the internet and he would get harassed, deservedly so, and I would laugh. No, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, fine. that's the thing is if people but, really wanted to find out his phone number, they could do it I'm anyway. I'm sure people can hack I mean. it, yeah. Anonymous, can we go ahead and get on that if you're listening? Give me Kanye's number. Can't they just do... Why, won't, why wouldn't they just do something better? What do you mean? Like, I feel like Anonymous has a lot of, like, power. They could do something sure better than finding out Kanye West's phone number. What's more important, ISIS or giving me Kanye West's phone number? Uh, I mean, I don't want to make any judgment calls here, but I feel like ISIS is probably slightly more important. <sighs> so now you're racist against people that are Islam. How... How you figure? I'm just kidding. I don't even know. I, 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 mean, yeah, I was going to say, it's not. Nick is a late motherfucker. I'm going to text him right now. Hold on. Let's, let's call his ass. Can we do that? Yeah, we can call him. Fuck him. Yeah, just show me the number. It'd be funnier if I just said it, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, there you go. Nick is like one of the smallest members of any band we've had on this fucking show. And ten minutes late, we're gonna have to give this guy some shit. And what if his publicist answers? <laughs> we're gonna have to ask to speak to him. Oh, if he doesn't answer, he's gonna get it. Nick, a few few things to get out of the way here real quick, okay? Excuse me? I uh, Just a few things to get out of the way real quick, okay? Uh, who, who is it? <laughs> this is Ryan Rockwell. Oh, hey, Ryan. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Um, you're not a rock star, Nick. Why are you 10 minutes late? Why am I sending what? Why are you 10 minutes late? Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, man. Am I live on the air right now? I oh, you are. Eastern time. I'm on Central time. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Fuck, you are. 
Now I feel like an <laughs> asshole. You're an hour behind. Uh, no. No, I'm sorry, man. That's are you good? I, do. are I don't you, do this shit real well. Are you good to talk right now? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I just got cool. home. Okay, cool. Perfect. Well, uh, welcome. I'm here, and so is Justin, my co-host. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Good, good. We were just actually cool, talking man. about um, your band and how Brainless Gob was a great record. Sweet. I like <laughs> it when people talk about me. It's great. I know you do. I want to get into that. Um, <laughs> I have a few things. Uh, I mean, this could be a fun interview because you and I have known each other for quite a long time, and I feel like when it comes to the industry side of music, I feel like you and I are very in sync with each other in the way we feel. Oh, cool. Well, that's good, man. Thanks for saying that. Well, do you agree? Yeah, I would think so. I feel I mean, like... I always went... It was always weird. Like, we were sort of... If I, if I want to sort of... Uh, uh, rap, nostalgic, or something. Whatever the children are saying these days. Sure. Uh, I always thought that, I always I always thought it was weird that uh, we were two of these kind of popular bands and uh, never really understood why it was that we kind of got lumped in with the scenes that we did. Uh, I think we both kind of thought that we were just in punk groups and uh, kind of ended up playing outside of that crowd a little bit. So you are. I think that's awesome. More than a hundred percent right about that. Yeah, as I always. Um... You guys are definitely just a punk band to me. I mean, a poppy punk band, obviously, but I guess yep. that's the problem. A, in 2015, pop punk, I don't even know what the fuck it means anymore. Yeah. I don't think most people do. I think it's just used <sighs> as a descriptor to like a, like a marketing terminology thing or something like that to be able to find yourself a crowd or something, I yeah, think. Yeah, because if you're going from, like say, like real friends to the story so far to newfound glory to direct hit to lipstick homicide to mixtapes to the descendants to like less than jake that's all pop punk right but i mean that's those are so many different worlds that yeah you and can't i mean even you see a lot of like even garage bands nowadays that are trying to call themselves pop punk that don't even really sound that way it's even more like garage rock kind of thing or something like that but it's like that. a phrase that it's like a phrase that everybody kind of wants to be associated with now and they don't want to sound like I guess what traditional, if you want to call it traditional, pop punk kind of sounds like. Yeah, Which I'll at least the way that. that I've always seen it was like Ramones and Screeching Weasel and stuff like that. And obviously a band like uh, like Real Friends or something like that doesn't sound anything like those bands. But they're still called pop punk for some right. reason. And it's not like so. we're insulting them, but it's just more like, I, I mean, I don't know what else to call it really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, guess, I, I guess so. I guess times I think are just, just changing. Yeah, for sure. Um I don't know. I don't. I don't really rap all that hard about uh, like what the meaning of punk is or anything like that. I kind of think that's no. sort of like a more of a boring conversation that's been had like thousands and thousands of times. I agree. Um, I agree. I mean, I I talked. I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day though. Like, I just kind of see just pop punk in general as just catchy music that is catchy for the sake of being catchy without really trying to think of the consequence behind it or something like that. Right. I think that's kind of a pretentious way of putting it, probably, but that's always kind of the way that I've seen it, just kind of making music to see what happens. Um, right. And the fact that you care about melody makes it pop, <laughs> as opposed to something else, I suppose. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Um, so I feel like, in, in some ways, you're a little narcissistic. 
Yep, so, um, probably. And, and really, I, I don't think even I, I don't even think a little bit narcissistic. <laughs> I think pretty narcissistic. And I mean it as a compliment, because um, you're actually someone I will consider a good friend. You know, some people on the podcast are acquaintances, but you're a good friend. You're someone. If I'm in Milwaukee, I'm gonna come stay at your house. We're gonna get a late night diner, and we're gonna hang out all night. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for I can't, sure, man. I can't say that about everybody, like um, because you just don't click that well with everybody. But uh, the last time um, I did stay at your house, um, I got there. Everyone was very high and drunk, and you guys watched Power Rangers for five straight hours. Uh about something like that. <laughs> Danny and Danny and Steve, or sorry, not Danny and Steve. Uh, Danny and my friend Dylan got obsessed with Power Rangers for a little bit. And those dudes know, like, the entire history of the show and stuff like that. So you came, like, right in the middle of it when they were really getting into it and watch. I think they ended up watching the entire series. Yeah, no. And we, all the uh, movies and stuff like that. We were on that Bayside tour, and we played at the Rave in Milwaukee, which is the strangest fucking venue in the world. Um, yeah, man. It's run by gangsters. Is it really? Great. I've seen a lot. I've seen plenty of my friends get dragged out of that venue in headlocks by security guards. For so real? Don't go to the Rave. That's no, not all that cool. I don't like it at all. The people that worked there were weird. They treated us kind of like shit, which is funny because the show was sold out and made them a lot of money. Not just because of yep. us, obviously. I mean, Bayside and Four Year Strong and us in Daylight. But I just mean, like, we were still one of the bands on the package and we drew a good crowd ourselves. And, like, we got treated like complete dirt. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. And I've then, heard that from that same, or heard that from a lot of other bands, too, at and, that place. So and, and, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And I'm sorry that you had to be subjected to just Power Ranger Palooza when you got to my no, house. No, 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 that too. was okay. I want to get to that in a minute with Justin and you, um, remembering Power Rangers. Because when you watch it now, it takes on a whole new meaning, I realize, than when you're younger. I think a lot of shows do. And it's, yeah. it's sexy. But the rave, I think the weirdest part to anyone that's ever been there, two things. A, is directly across the street from a hotel where Charles Manson murdered someone. Yep. Yeah, the ambassador. Jeffrey That's, Dahmer murdered someone. Uh, Jeffrey there Dahmer, too, I mean, not Charles Manson. That's weird. Like, literally, yeah. you walk outside of the venue and you're staring at that hotel that you've seen in countless, yep. like, documentaries and, like, pictures and stuff. That's super weird. And then, yep. um, if you go backstage, is like underground at that venue. And yeah. there's a bunch of interconnected tunnels that don't lead to anything. And then a huge yep. Olympic-sized swimming pool that's empty, and there was just a chair yep. chair sitting in the middle of it. <laughs> yep. it's terrifying. That'll happen. Man. Have you have you been down there? Uh, I haven't. I've I've only played the rave one time. I played one of those like, you remember those exposure shows that really big venues used to do, where like you would buy like fifty tickets or something tickets? like that, and then they let you like open for corn or something like that on the <laughs> side stage, like yes. four hours before they played. Peanut yeah, I got sucked into that trap when I was in high school, and so that's the one time that I played the rave, and I've only been there a handful of times since then. Well, the rave can fuck off. I think we can all agree. So I'm sure I'll never yeah. play there again. <laughs> I don't care, whatever. But do you? Yeah. I'm actually curious. What kind of bands were you in in high school? I picture. I don't know what I picture actually from knowing you. Oh man, I played in. Let me what think. was your first band? The very let's, first. Let's go back. The, the very, the very first band I played in uh, was like a half like corn cover band and then the other half like you covered like corn and rage against the machine and the deftones and the prodigy and stuff like that okay. Marilyn manson like standard middle schooler kind of nonsense okay uh but we but we wrote some Wait, of our own you, songs did you actually cover prodigy yeah how does that work? i don't even know how you would do that do they have instruments 
Yeah, that that one fucking song. It's like I think the only Prodigy songs I know are "Smack My Bitch Up" and "Firestarter." Yeah, that's. I thought those were the only two songs they ever had. I didn't. Yeah, and they had. It might be. What was the What was the name of that song? I forget. I'll have to send you the file. But there's like there's definitely a guitar part in one of the Prodigy songs, and we played that one. And we had like a DJ that we hired too to like do stuff on stage for like. Do you have videos of this? What was that? Do you have videos of this? Uh, I think my mom does. Dude, put that shit online. Direct, fa- direct hit fans need to see that. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's, I'll, 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 yeah. let's go in chronological order back and forth. Justin and I's first band in high school was called Verbal Dynamite. No, no, no. No. What? Our first band was A Boy and His Blob. Oh, you're correct, actually. Our first band was called A Boy and His Blob. Um, what did Boy and His Blob sound like? <laughs> Oh, just like I, just like the worst pop punk like it was pop like type, uh, pop punk like trying to be like mutant poppy meets like Weston, I guess. Yeah. Which people listening to this probably don't know who Weston is because I think Beach Slang is already more popular than Weston, which is weird. Yeah. I like Beach Slang a lot. I just, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. It's James from Weston's band, yeah. and uh, me and Justin and our friend Mike all loved Weston. So to me, I think we were trying to kind of mix like after school special, the Connie Dungs and the Weston, but none of oh, I mean in a really terrible way because we were all horrible at what we Mike were doing. was okay, yeah, and well, me, yeah, yeah, me yeah. and Justin sucked, yeah. So Boy and His Blob, that was our first band. We never played a show. Um, we have, we probably literally have like twenty four songs recorded. Yeah, I think so. Um, but all we also a, all on a four track. We didn't know how to operate. Yeah, we had a four track, and what's funny is like. Justin and I have always, since we became friends, been really into rap, and especially like over the top rap. So even like when we were like sixteen, making pop punk albums, we would put skits on them. Yeah, yeah. Because God, I think skits are awesome, and I wish people would still do them more. Because I think skits can make an album great. Like there's so many funny skits. I actually once uh, filled I, an entire. I, like, I, I would agree. Go on. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but no. we used to do skits. This is jumping forward a little bit, but my pop punk band in high school totally had a skit on our nine song thing that we put out. It's awesome. So we're on the same level. Yeah, it's awesome. I think they can be really cool. Yeah, like it's funny. Like and they can be too long. You don't need like a two minute skit, but if you have a good fifteen to thirty second skit, it doesn't get old and they're just fun. Like yeah. I actually once made um a CD just of all skits from my favorite rap albums and like it was hilarious. Like camera How long did the how long did the CD go for? It was probably about 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I did, like, I went deep. I mean, I I listened to a lot of rap, but um, it was funny. So that was Justin and I. So now let's go back and forth. This will be a fun game. What was your band after that? Okay, so uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I had a cover band after that um, that played. We had, like, we covered, like, jazz tunes almost. It was kind of, it was like a jam band. You went from a corn prodigy cover band to a jazz cover band? (laughs) I'm impressed. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, man. Like, I don't mean to, like, put myself on a pedestal or something like that, but I was, like, I got really, really into playing guitar, like, as soon as my parents bought me a guitar when I was 12 years old. What happened? And, like, (laughs) what I don't know, man. I got into pop punk. That's what (laughs) happened. When all you have to do is play power chords. Right. Um, but I got really into guitar and like uh like when you're corn isn't really guitar music. Like no. like I don't even know what to really call it. It's just like dudes uh, like 
just bungling around with something that makes sound. Corn is more of a, like a noise band. I Korn, think. Corn, literally, like, guitar. Like all joking aside, Corn's guitar and bass tone is like some of the most atrocious things I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean they don't even. I mean they don't even sound like guitars. No, and the, I don't think the they bass want them to sound like guitars. It's like a click. So, the bass is like yeah. What was like, the guy's name who played? Fieldy? Yeah, Fieldy. Uh, and if anybody here remembers Fieldy's Dreams, Fieldy's his Dreams, rap yeah. album. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, Fieldy came out with that book, too, where he had like the illustration of himself crucified on a cross. Yeah, like Jesus that's too. so strange, man. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> yeah, that rules, that though. <laughs> that cover, can you imagine like a more, we're talking about narcissism, can you imagine a more narcissistic cover than like somebody portraying themselves as the crucified Christ? Yeah, I just on picture Fieldy getting real stoned and being like, all right, I want me, but like Jesus... And like an artist just being like, "What the fuck is this guy talking?" Was there a guy named <laughs> Was there a guy named Monkey? Had, that, was there, I'm sure there's a lot of fieldy money though behind that. That's probably what made it happen. Was there a guy named so, what? Was there a guy named Monkey in that band? Uh, M U N K Y S and Head. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Davis, yeah. and then the drummer who looked way too attractive to be in Corn. I don't think anyone knew his name. Yeah, I kid you not. Right now, I have a signed uh, coffee jacket. In my car, that was signed by Head from Corn that I got for my birthday this year from my friend Dylan. This as a matter year. of fact, it's uh, he uh, he worked at the Starbucks across from the rave actually, and Head came in and bought coffee from him while he was on his ship. He said that like this dude would just sit with his laptop at a table and like shaking dudes in like camo cargo shorts would just come up to him and be like, uh, "Are you like?" I'm trying to do that like, impression of that dude from Beavis and Butthead, just like shaking. In 2015? And, like, what was that? Like in 2015, people were still doing this to people in corn? Yeah, it was actually late 2014. It that's was right before so my weird. birthday. So it was in like, I think it was in December when corn last came to the raid. Dude, that's. And it was like a sellout show. It was huge. It was a giant show in Milwaukee. That doesn't really surprise and, uh, me. I feel like corn could still draw people, but I can't imagine being like. So worked up and nervous to meet one of them at this point. I don't know. Like that's, that's just true. Weird. Right? It'd be like if oh, I saw dude. Fred Durst walking down the street, being like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh." Oh, yeah. you would probably get him a Pepsi. <laughs> I will get him a Pepsi. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but either way, I guess I guess these dudes were just lined up to meet Head from Corn at Starbucks, and he just sat there typing on his laptop and signing random stuff for people as they walked up to him. And Dylan was one of the dudes, so I got a head pick and a head signed coffee jacket sitting in my car it's one of my most prized possessions as a matter of fact it should be your just, most so. that's more prized than your wife i would say yeah if you probably. had if you had to pick one so. if you had to pick one yeah wait what was that what, if what, i had to pick one my wife or that corn thing yeah <laughs> yeah i'd probably well my life is pretty worthless as is so i would probably have to go with the corn oh thing. man that's I sexist keep it in my car that's not so cool that's, that's, that's my plan that's sexist that's not cool in the punk scene man kids are gonna revolt yeah i know fuck them they, they revolt against me day by day they every day it's a little bit even more. more man if people knew yeah. you and i really well they would probably just think that we were pieces of shit <laughs> I'm sure that I know that there's a lot of people who think I'm a piece of shit, but you can't let that get you down, man. You oh. don't accomplish anything if people don't think you're a piece of shit. Can, right. can we? So. Well, yeah, clearly. Can we talk about the fact that any guy who would call himself a head is probably a huge <laughs> piece of shit? Uh, yeah. Here's some. Here's and some. He has definitely made it somewhere. Here's some history. Head. No, for one second, can we just talk about that? And it's H E D. Yeah. Why? Why would you call yourself that? That was like in the time when everyone spelled everything wrong. 
Yeah, clearly with Yeah, them. and with like backward letters and stuff. Yeah. Corn which... was like I I don't think people discuss that enough. Like Ron Stone just had this article that they put out like a few must have been a few weeks back about how Corn is like the most important heavy metal band of the last thirty years. What? And like I, I I I kind of I kind of agree with that man. Actually I don't kind of agree with that. I totally agree. If you agree mean with that. influence like, wise how? maybe. No, but like how? I don't understand. What was the rationale behind it? Well, I mean, just think think about everything that Corn spawned. Like when you listen to the radio nowadays, like there's there's multi platinum selling bands that ripped Corn off. Like well, Corn did they spawn Limbiscuit, Stain, Puddle of Mud. I mean, yeah, I mean, they also spawned a song on the Spawn soundtrack. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, Disturbed, Lincoln Park, like all those yeah. all those bands are just totally aping on Corn in one way or another. You know, another. it's funny too. Like, is some like of them, Corn, Limbiscuit, Puddle of Mud. Disturbed. Stained. All those bands really did all spell their names wrong. That's like infuriating yep. to me now that I'm thinking for, about it. Except for Disturbed. Yeah, no, Disturbed didn't. They had good grammar. That's <laughs> one thing you can say about That's them. right. It's one thing I mean, you can I say. say a lot I of mean, things. They, they inspired like an entire like generation of teenagers to dress differently than they did like before Corn was a band. Like They sold billions and billions of dollars worth of shit for other people. And speaking too, like, of, yeah, did you, I, Jinko I, jeans did you see the Jinko jeans are coming back? Yeah, I saw that. I don't that think rules, there's okay. a demand for that, but I hope there is. Well, you don't I think th- there's a what for that? A demand? I don't think. Maybe there is. Are there still, like, goth, like, misunderstood type kids? Oh, yeah, man, I won't get my big pipes. Do kids like that still exist in high school, like, sit yes. in the corner yes. and, like, mark themselves yes, up? Yes, absolutely. That's sad. Man, that music still exists. Like, what, like when you listen to it, like there's no, there's really no difference between Amir and Limp Bizkit a lot of the time. No, I like, agree with that. that. Amir oh. bands like Amir are absolutely the new new metal. Like, there's no question. Can I? And I tell him, yeah. I have a question. I have a, I have a request. Okay. Um, that you and I should go to where Nick lives. Okay. And we should find a high school battle of the bands and go watch it. Together. Okay. I'll drive to Milwaukee. Nick. I would be. So into that, dude. We, we should really we do that. that Let's do it. We should make a Let's... documentary about it. I mean, I don't want to do that because that. No, be... I do. Okay, you I'll can put the do work that. In. All right, you do. I that. want to interview these kids. Oh God! And just ask what? them why it is that they listen to what they do. This no. makes me sound like a total old man too, asking that question. It really does. No, like, no. so what are you so that angry about? That isn't what Ryan meant at all. Because as soon as he said that, he made this face like he wanted to fuck the kids. No, I didn't. <laughs> a lot of kids in high school are 18. Okay. <laughs> Great. Like, what is that? Spiraled quickly. Yeah, what, what does this do? You know what? Fast. Never mind. Wait, what's dark about that? I don't want to go to this thing anymore. No, let's do it. I think it's a good it. idea. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. Um, well, Nick, I was going to say, after your jazz thing, Justin and I did a band called Verbal Dynamite, and we basically wanted to be the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. See, that's cool, though. I there's think so. the Bloodhound Gang band all the time. I, I still think there's cool Bloodhound Gang songs. Dude, I love the Bloodhound Gang. Actually, at band practice last night with my friend Zach and Carly, um, we were talking about it. Like, the Bloodhound Gang, like, I get that they sold millions of records, but from a general standpoint of most people are very underrated to me because Jimmy Pop's lyrics are insanely clever. The band isn't super talented, but they just write really cool... Like, who sounds like the Bloodhound Gang? Like, they invented their own thing. They just, they're, they're like a Beavis and Butthead band, man. Yeah. Like, I just picture, like, 
teenagers with nothing to do listening to the Bloodhound Gang. And, and like, like huffing gas and shit like They're that. absolutely <laughs> an anomaly because, first of all, no other band in the world, tell me this could ever be repeated, that has an album called Hooray for Boobies and another album called Hitler's Handicap Helpers that has sold <laughs> platinum records. Yeah. That's insane yeah, to think yeah. about. That's true. That's completely And they have insane. that song, like, My Favorite Ten Things About New Jersey, and it's just... Ten Seconds, seconds of Silence. silence. <laughs> it's so good. I thought that was pretty good, too. And they literally had a song <laughs> called Yellow Fever, where the chorus was Chinky Chinky Bang Bang, I Love You. And they sold a million records. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's such yeah, an it's, anomaly. It's a major label release. Yeah. And, like, crazy. and nobody, and there was never a public outcry for, no, like, like their, like, you know, heads on a platter like there is with any but other. But you know why? Is I think people are just like, I think these people, like, are mentally not right. Let's just leave them alone. <laughs> I think they're handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think people are just like, you know what? It's not even worth it. You know, good for them. Yeah. Like, somebody, <laughs> you know, know what? They made something of themselves. <laughs> but, like,. No, I think the Bloodhound Gang is underrated. Well, like, I mean, but think about it. Like, they did that shit, okay? But, like, you had bands like Korn and stuff that had this huge outcry against them. When, like, what were they doing that was, like, Well, they had that song, anybody. Faggot, which, granted, was not <laughs> derogatory, I believe, right? And I never listened to Korn, but wasn't the song actually more about, like, getting bullied and people calling him a faggot? Yeah. I think that's what it was about. Which really isn't offensive. Remember, it's actually a good message. Like I mean, I guess it's a good message. I don't I don't know. I didn't listen to Korn. I never went through that phase. I will I will tell you like this is from somebody who is a massive Korn fan in middle school. Like there's there's something about that kind of music man, like feeling like I, I remember when I was in middle school just feeling like that for the first time like I really connected with a band that like understood like me as a teenager, you know. Like right. that feeling of being isolated, nobody understanding you, and all that kind of typical teenager kind of stuff. And like, I think there's just something about music like that that kind of identifies with with children that way, with little kids. I get that. Um, I mean, I think it, everyone has. It, that. And I mean, like, it's 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 different from like because I've always said this about pop punk too. Like, I, I've never really identified with that whole like stay positive kind of thing. Right. Um, and I I think that a lot of music that's pushed at kids just kind of has that message. Like, when you're feeling down, you should just feel positive. And that never made me feel better about stuff. Well, that doesn't like, it was work. Just some, I mean, that's it was just, just somebody telling me something else to do, you know? Because that's like the equivalent of you being like, hey, Justin, I'm in a bad mood. And Justin being like, we'll be in a good one. Yeah. Like, that does, you know, doesn't yeah, work. Exactly. We all make choices here, you know? <laughs> like, that just doesn't – people always say stuff like that. Like, happiness – is a choice, and it's not always a choice. It's it's not. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, it's not. I mean, people have problems, man. People are damaged. I mean, We're all it, damaged. Like, given if you're a miserable piece of shit, you're gonna be miserable no matter sure, what. And you but, can do things to make your life better. But ninety percent of the time, I would say most people who are unhappy at that moment have a reason to be. You know? No, but I agree with you. Nick. Probably because they're mean, listening to corn. <laughs> there's definitely bands that, like I could literally say almost like save my life. Like to me, it was getting into. Like, I get that this music is very sophomoric and not necessarily mature, but, like, the whole Lookout Records mutant pop scene is, like, what, to me, when I was in high school, like, first, like, getting dumped, you know what I mean, and, like, breakups, because at that time, like, to you, like, that is the end of the world. Like, it's like losing yeah, your job when you have a career. Like, your first few breakups, like, I would hear Screeching Weasel and the Connie Dungs and the Invalids, and I would be like, yeah, like, everything is going to be okay. Like, fuck that girl, you know what I mean? Like... Which yeah, and, and I think you reached that point too. 
I mean, it was just, it, it was just for me, like, there's that period where it's, it's awesome to just, like, wallow and how sad you are or something like that for a little bit. And then you go and you listen to a different kind of music that makes you feel better because it has this kind of message that sort of makes you feel more positive or something like that. And, and that's why it is that I think I got into pop punk when I was in the middle of high school, too. Was, Same. I mean, I had spent three or four years listening to new metal and hating life and thinking that everything sucked. And then you have this kind of refreshing change of pace when you're in the middle of high school and you've made friends again and stuff like that after going to a new school. But, um, that kind of stuff, I think, makes more sense or made more sense for me at that period in my life, I now, think. I agree. Here's so. a question I have for both of you, actually. Um, if you want to get into a hot topic, just because... I want to go to a hot topic. <laughs> I always want to go to a hot topic. But people are so sensitive. And I feel like... Do you guys agree that I think some of what I just said has been lost? Because... I think it's good as a society we're progressing. I think it's good that, you know, gay marriage is being more acceptable. I think it's good that people aren't being as judgmental, but I think people take some of that stuff to such an insane degree where it's like, even like the little thing I just said is like, you know, when I was listening to Screech and Weasel and I was 16 and my first girlfriend broke up with me and I thought the world was over and Screech and Weasel would pump me up and I'd be like, you know, fuck that girl. Like, I feel like if you do that now, people would literally call that like offensive. Like, you know, like you shouldn't say that. That's sexist. Which is crazy to me because if a guy does something that pisses me off, it's the same. You know, I'll be like, well, fuck that guy. Like, it has nothing to do with like misogyny or anything like that. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain point, I think. Um, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's just all about being able to make your own choice about what you want to say a lot of the time, I think. Um, like, I, I mean, obviously if a girl sorry, dumps you and you're like, fuck that whore bitch. Like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> obviously like, okay, that's over the top. You don't yeah. need to use language like that or ever call a girl right. a whore just because she broke up with you. Like, I mean, I'm not really into calling girls whores at all in the first place or guys. It's not a word that really needs to be said. Like if someone enjoys sex, they enjoy sex. That's fine. It's really none of our business. Yeah. Um, but that's just my personal I, take on it. I, I don't know. I just, I, I do my very best all the time to not offend people, I suppose. And if somebody right. tells me that I'm being offensive, then I just don't say whatever it is that I was saying. Cause I don't want to make somebody uncomfortable or feel bad about themselves or something like that. You know? Well, I agree. Um, Cause I think being purposely offensive is just like, you look at bands at gutter mouth now, like when you're a kid, you kind of like it. Now it's just kind of sad. You have these like fifty-year-old dudes that are still like coming out trying to say stuff like just to shock people, and it's just kind of like, okay. I don't know. I think I think being shocked is entertainment sometimes, man. If it's like, if it's it, done clever, I completely agree. I think the Bloodhound Gang actually was a band that did it clever. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you're just trying, if you're upfront about the fact that you're purposely trying to be offensive, that's one thing. Sure. If you're yeah. trying to convince people to join the Nazi party, that's a totally different thing. Right. Well, you know, it's you just like, have to make it obvious what your intention is with it. It's like so, Justin and I have talked about this. I think you'll agree. It's like when Odd Future came out. I actually don't like Odd Future's music because I think the beats are bad, and I'm not really too into it, minus a couple of rappers. But I like them. You don't like that new Haji beat stuff. I like some Not of that, and I like some Earl Sweatshirt. Um, I actually like Frank That's Ocean. That's what I meant to say, that, or New Earl Sweatshirt record. Earl Sweatshirt's good. It's not even that new. Um, it came out like last year or something like that. Yeah. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, you're fine. But it's it's some of the stuff's good. But I like them because I think they were a, a breath of fresh air, and people got so outraged at Odd Future. And it's like they came straight out and basically just said, like, we're here to piss you off. 
Yeah. So yeah, man, like, that's that's the exact same opinion that I have on that group. And it's funny they were just using offensive language as entertainment. I remember when Tyler the Creator tweeted about Tegan or Sarah, whichever, and was like, "That Tegan bitch needs a dick," and people were just like, "Crucify him!" And I'm like, "You just made him a hundred times more popular because right. that's what he wanted." Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, exactly. I guarantee you, if he sat down in a room with Tegan or Sarah, he would probably be respectful, get along with them fine. I don't know that for a fact. They but I'm going wouldn't. to assume yeah. that he's probably a really nice, normal guy. He's a suburban kid. Like, he admits it. It's the same as ICP or Eminem before that. It's like when Eminem did that cypher a few months ago and said he was going to punch Lana Del Rey in the face, and people got offended. I'm like, are you really getting offended by Eminem in 2015? Yeah. His well, and not to mention, like, if Quagmire <laughs> had said that on Family Guy, it would have been a funny joke, too. And that, yeah, that's just it. And it's like, it's just... No, no. It wouldn't have been because it's Family Guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Family Guy has like one good joke every I'm episode not, that keeps people coming back for more. No, it's I, always you one. Can't, you, it's no. like padding around the crap, but there's always no. that one kernel of, of hilarity involved in every episode still. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a stand on this one. There's nothing funny about that show. <laughs> I like no. Family Guy. I you're just wrong about this, and I don't care. Are you ready to completely I'm, hate me? I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready to literally disallow people's opinions right now. Are you, are you ready to hate me? Yeah, go ahead. I think Family Guy is funnier than The Simpsons. At this point in time, I mean, um, it's a fucking toss well, up. I guess it's overall. As, as overall, you're no, a fucking idiot if you think not that. overall. <laughs> right now, though, compared to New Family Guy and New Simpsons, I'd probably take Family Guy. I'd take. I mean, I really don't want to watch either one of them. Fair. <laughs> what do you I, think? I mean, the... I'd rather watch Bob's Burgers than either one Absolutely. of those at this point. Uh, what do you guys both think the funniest cartoon is out right now? Oh. Uh, I might say Archer. Yeah, Archer's good. Oh, man. I like Lucas Brothers moving a lot, but I don't know if anybody watches that show. So um, there's some stuff on like Adult Swim that I like, but. Oh, Robot Chicken? Yeah. <laughs> so There's bad. A, why don't they just put Robot Chicken and Family Guy, and all the people who are involved in it, into some sort of spaceship <laughs> and blast it into the fucking sun so I don't have to watch... Family Guy's not that so I don't bad. Have to why watch do you hate another, it so much? So I don't have to watch fucking Seth MacFarlane uh, do one variation on his actual voice. I've just never heard then, someone be so mad about uh, Family Guy. It's not it's, that bad. Yeah, it's literally the worst television <laughs> no, show. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, it's, it's definitely not the worst. No to way. Me, to me, it is worse than any CBS sitcom. You would rather watch Little House on the Prairie than Family Guy. Yeah, man. Michael Landon's a pretty cool you guy. Would, good, good you hair. would rather watch MASH. I would rather watch Two Broke Girls. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. You would okay. rather watch Anger Management? I would oh. I would rather watch all hundred episodes that he somehow got greenlit from the very first one than ever watch would you another rather watch second of Family Guy. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I watched Big Bang Theory over Family Guy. You're crazy. This is crazy. I absolutely this is would. crazy talk to me. I absolutely I kid you not. I'm I've watched almost all the Big Bang Theory as a matter of fact. We watch it before we fall asleep at night. It's like a melatonin pill, kind of. That's true. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, really Dude, it's just, it's just friends. It's just friends for a new generation. It's, it's the exact same show. Can, uh, uh, yeah, I, I do actually kind of, I've never, I would have never thought about that, but I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's the same relationship pairings. You've got two people like, I don't know. I think that show is the exact same format. And Chuck Laurie just totally ripped it off and started it again. Well, and there's yeah. nothing offensive about Friends other than the fact that it's the most no. inoffensive show that one can watch. No, it and is actually, like... you can go back and watch it right now, 
Dude, like, Reviver would just be all over that show with how homophobic and sexist <laughs> and, like, racist <laughs> it is. Like, go back go back and watch old episodes of Friends sometime. To be it's fair, so offensive. To be fair, if there was an androgynous stick figure on a piece of paper, Reviver would find something wrong with that as far as sexism goes. Guys, is. I just thought of the best yeah, idea. Can we do this? Can we uh, take Reviver... Put them in a spaceship with Seth MacFarlane. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to my idea. I want to take Reviver. Yeah. I want to put them in a spaceship, and Uh I want to launch them to space, mystery science theater style. Oh. And they have to watch Archie Bunker for the end of time. (laughs) Or Al Jolson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Married with Children. And any of those like old like seventies to eighties shows, any that show were, like because like, like Archie Bunker, if that came out now, there's no fucking way. No, people would be like, "This is so racist." Yeah, no, you couldn't. I there's, mean, yeah, you can because it's, for the uh, record, for the record, I don't want to launch anybody into space. Literally, I'm glad that there's somebody that has like that like has strong opinions to be able to pull back on the people that have them in the opposite way and agreed. create a moderate one in the middle. But well, we're yeah, just having I, yeah, I, but I, I would too, agree with you. To an extent that, like, that's the thing I was going to say before. Like, I don't think that, like, if you, like, say, like, oh, fuck that girl or whatever. Like, yeah, there's going to be some backlash, but, like, I don't think it's as prevalent. I think that the problem is is that it's a lot of people who, it's a very small vocal minority. Because the majority of people don't give a fuck about, like, if you say that. Well, and I think some people just take stuff way too seriously. Like, it's not like we're being dicks. Like, I like Reviver's music. No, me too. But, if you can't poke fun at something, then what do you have left? Like, it's so dumb to me. Right. Like, you should be able to make... I can make fun of my... We do. Me and Justin Siri make fun of each other every week. Yeah. Like... It's not a big deal. Like, I'm sure there's people that are, like, literally already going to take this episode and be like, oh, they said this about Revival. It's like, I like Revival. Yeah, I like them, too. But I can still poke fun at funny stories that they've done. Yeah. And people can take stuff I've said on stage. It's fucking stupid and poke fun at it, too. Right. And Nick, I've heard say some real dumb shit on stage. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Plenty of that. All of us. We all do. It's yeah. fine. Justin does stand-up comedy. I'm sure he said some stuff that he probably feels embarrassed about at this point. I don't feel embarrassed about anything I've ever said, but well, a lot of people embarrassed, feel embarrassed for me. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like It's just like the last thing we should at least be able to have is that we can just make fun of stuff without people having to be all PC and offensive. Unless you're actually saying something that's really wrong or unless you're Seth MacFarlane. Oh, well, unless you're trying, unless you're trying to hurt somebody on purpose. Well, yeah. If you're trying you know? to literally like hurt someone's feelings because of like their preference to something, then yeah, you're a dick and yeah. you shouldn't do that. And, and like, and, and I don't, and I don't hold it against anybody to come up to me and say like, what you said something that hurt my feelings and I'll say, well, I'm sorry. I won't say that again. And then you don't say it again. No, you know what? I've At least in that ha- person's presence, if it hurts their feelings, I've had <laughs> so. people come up to me after mixtape shows and say, you know, like, I really like mixtapes. You guys are one of my favorite bands. But, like, you said this one thing maybe on Twitter or on stage. And I just thought it offended me. And, like, that does bother me. Not like they're wrong. It bothers me in the way where I feel bad. Because, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, a dick. Exactly. Like, I'm a human. And, like, I do usually apologize to them. And I'm mm. like, you know, if that hurt your feelings, I'm really sorry. But I, then it's funny because the internet wants to act like I'm this fucking monster of a human being. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's what all everybody yeah. wants to do. I, I don't... Uh, I mean, I, I agree with that uh, idea of, like, listening to someone tell you that they, like, something you said, they didn't like it or whatever. Yeah. But I disagree with immediately apologizing to them. Well, I think it depends. Only because... I well, no, it... I mean, and I, I also... I not, not that you guys are wrong. I'm saying as far as I look at things, if somebody says to me that, like, something I said bothered them, 
I'd much rather have a conversation with them about why it bothered them and what it was that oh, I, I said do have a conversation. Yeah, I, I didn't mean I immediately just go. I'm so sorry. Right. I no, mean, no, I definitely, I, I definitely I'm try to understand. Even then, even then, I, I can't, I can't tell you that there's ever been a time where I've said something on stage that I actually did apologize to somebody to when they said they didn't like something I said. Right. Where I had the conversation with them, I understood what they were saying, but then I was just like, all right, well, see you later. Well, you I don't, know? Yeah, I don't write music or like stage banter, well, not that I write it, but say it, to try to please everybody, because that's not going to happen. Right. And I mean, Nick, I'm sure direct hit, especially because like, your guys' vocals and imagery and music videos and like Satan says and all the priest imagery, I'm sure there's people that get offended by your shit. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I work, I work for a company that has, well, I mean, everybody works for companies that have a lot of Christian people that work at it, but I, but especially the place that I work at right now, um, it's pretty rooted in Christianity and conservative value and stuff like that. And, you, you work at Chick-fil-A? Um, I mean, they, they know all about my band and they've been really, really respectful of the fact that I don't really agree with a lot of the dogma associated with religion and all that kind of stuff. So sure. I mean, if, they, if they can figure out a way to not be offended by it, I feel like anybody can figure out a way to not be offended by anything because I mock my way of life on a pretty regular basis, at least with my band. Well, it's funny. I love your band. You're one of my good friends and I'm an outspoken Christian. Like I believe the Bible. I believe in Jesus and people in the punk scene think like I'm a fucking idiot for that, which is funny because like, I don't judge anyone at all, but then like, it's funny how sometimes you get that reverseness of people that'll be like, you're a Christian. How the fuck do you believe in God? Like Christians are so judgmental. And I'm like, I, yeah, I'm and, I mean, not, I, and some I, I think are. I come off a lot of the time. Oh, sorry. No, no, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I, I mean, I, I don't want to come off a lot of the time as like judging people as being idiots for being Christians or something like that. Like, whatever you got to do to be happy and get through the day, man, that's totally cool. You believe whatever you want to believe. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I just, I, I take issue when they start trying to convince me to not be the person that I am or something like that. I agree. With I mean, you I don't want to Christians in the street and tell them to stop being Christians. I don't appreciate it when a Christian walks up to me and tells me to stop being atheist. Exactly. You know? And then, well, that's, what's funny. So. Is I think it's a matter of respect. Like just human decency is that I'm a Christian and you guys have songs and videos that poke fun at that. And I think they're great because I, just because I don't agree with the same message, like a good song is a good song. A good video is a good video. You don't have to agree with every single thing you like. Right. Like, And I mean, at, at the very least, I hope that if, if there's, I mean, like you and other people who are Christian listening to my music, like, I, I hope it at least gives them reason to sort of reflect on why it is that they believe what they believe in and they have actual reasons behind it rather than just blindly following a book or something like that. Ex- exactly. Know? And I do. Um, like, I do study that stuff. And I love Satan Says. It's one of my favorite songs about you guys. Justin has one, been one of my best friends for over 15 years. Like he's not a Christian at all. Like it's, it's about a matter of respecting human beings, and that's what that's what it should always be about. So whether it comes yep. to if we're talking about that. reviver or Christianity or poking fun at somebody, as long as you're not just a piece of shit, then yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I respect everybody's yeah. viewpoint, but I also don't like. This is the thing that like I have a problem with when people. Uh, start complaining about shit like what something that someone said or whatever right and it's like it's like okay that's great but you're upset with them for saying something but the thing you're saying if somebody called them for the shit that they were saying about someone else they would get mad and say that they don't deserve to get called out for it absolutely and it's like but you do like freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from 
uh, being told you're a fucking asshole. Or repercussions. Right. You're, you have freedom of speech, but yeah, that's all, can, that also means that every fucking other person does. And they, if they don't like something you said, they're allowed to say whatever they want to. But there becomes this like weird thing where it's like, no, I'm on the right side. You're wrong. You should apologize. And you don't get to say anything about what I think. Right. And it's like, yeah, I do, because you're the one who has the problem with what I'm saying. Well, it's, so, it's funny, too, is I actually have two very quick but really funny, not funny, actually terrible examples of that is I used to work – and was a bouncer at a club called the Mad Hatter here. Justin knows where it is, but um, that was before you guys toured, I think, Nick. I don't think you yeah. guys would have ever played there. But um, there was a Millions of Dead Cops show, so you can imagine the crowd there. Oh, yeah. And during the, one of the opening bands, there was a bunch of, like, this is back when skinheads were still a thing. And they were straight up literally, like, doing a circle pit sea kiling and yelling the word nigger. So, as soon as the set was over, me and my friend Josh, who was secure, I went up to him, and I was like, you guys got to go. And they are like, what do you mean, man? And I was like, yeah, we're not, we're not down with that here. We don't tolerate that, and it's completely unacceptable. You're pieces of shit, like, literally, is what I said to him. And I was like, it's time for you to get out. And it's funny because they pulled the exact, dude, it's freedom of speech. It's America. And I was like, oh, here's a little law you don't think understand is it's this private property. I could kick you out if I didn't like the color of your shoes. Right. This is our property. You don't own it. You have to leave now. And then it ended up being a huge altercation. The police had to come. But it was just funny of, like, people think, like, freedom of speech. So I can just run in some place, yell a racial slur. And that's cool because it's freedom of speech. It's like, no, A, it's not cool. And B, no, you can't. Right. Well, you can. Yeah, you can do whatever, yeah. But you're going to end up actually going to jail, which he did. Because yeah. he pulled a knife on me. <laughs> and uh, so Sweet. that. And then, yeah, exactly. And then that's back when, do skinheads still exist? In oh, shows? They, yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Are they, like, I at least, like, progressive at this sure. point? Like, non-racist? Like, I mean, you still, you have some non-racist skinheads no matter what. Right. But, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely the fucking neo-Nazis still are around. It's like, ridiculous, man. That's insane to me. My other story, too, this is a totally different topic. But, Nick, I don't know if you've ever had an experience like this, but, like, it actually really fucked me up. And it was almost offensive to me just because I don't think this is okay. But um, on Absolute Punk, which is already a website where there's some really cool people on there and a lot of cool people that work there. There's also people that just want to troll or whatever. But, like, apparently this is a true story, but this guy got on there when, like, Mixtape's last album came out and was like basically along the lines of like fuck this man don't support them and said apparently at one of their show at one of our shows i was just being goofy and made fun of this guy's shirt that he was wearing like he was wearing a band shirt of a band i didn't like and the guy proceeded to say that it like ruined the guy's night and he committed suicide a week later because you made fun of his t-shirt like Basically, he said, I'm like, sure, I'm, I'm sure that was the only reason. That well, the guy no, and, and that's it's not just a t shirt. He said, basically, like, I was just being goofy and like made fun of the kid from on stage. And the kid committed suicide a week later. And like, a like, even as no, much as I know that that's not my fault, you know, what I mean, like, that fucked me up. Like, that's like, such, yeah. uh, that's such like a harsh allegation to make to somebody, especially over something so insignificant. Like, but yeah, like, and I know actually, like, I have a few friends in similar bands, like, in our scene that have had like similar stories of like parents getting a hold of them and saying, you know, my daughter listened to your band and she killed herself, and it's just like, 
that's so not cool to me and crosses a line of like complete bullshit like to say to somebody yeah that, like it actually makes me feel like emotionally upset but that story like pissed me off well really i mean that, to have to feel that kind of responsibility over somebody else i think is harsh too you know i mean that's that's kind of a at least i mean my band never got to the the point that yours did ryan obviously but like I feel like there just has to be this immense pressure for a lot of people when they get to that stage, and especially like when, where, where you guys got to, to make sure that you're saying stuff that, I mean, affects your audience in kind of a positive way or something like that. And I feel like I don't we're know, a pretty like, positive I, I know band. that like I, would we, feel, we... I, I would feel just mortified that I would say something ridiculous on stage in front of 3,000 people and it would affect somebody to the point that they'd kill themselves. Right, and that's like, what I mean. It's like, I feel like we were a very positive band. Like, I think, honestly, like... After touring with a lot of bands, I feel like we appreciate our fans more than anybody. Like, I literally made a point, even when it got to the point where it's like, I'm not saying we're Newfound Glory of the Wonder Years, but we did pretty well. And we'd be getting, you know, like, dozens of not, like, hundreds of tweets on certain days when we're on tour. And, like, I would literally sit there in the van and respond to every single one, every email. When we sent merch out, I would write letters in every one, even if it was, like, a hundred in a week. And, like, you know, we really cared. Like, mixtapes really cared about the people that liked our band. So for someone to say, you know, like, you said this thing and my friend killed himself, like, it just, like, hit my gut. I was just like, whoa, like, I don't, I I don't agree with that. What'd you say? I said, I think it would, I think it would hit most reasonable people in the gut to hear Well, yeah, like and I was going to say is, I don't think, I don't think he would mind me saying it because he posted it on Facebook himself, but um, I don't know if you, either of you guys saw, but Ryan Young from Off Their Heads, Literally, like, that's who I was talking about. Like, I guess some girl, like, her favorite band was off their heads, and she ended up committing suicide. And the dad wrote Ryan an email basically accusing him of killing his daughter, which is so insane. That's just somebody lashing out at Absolutely. Like, it's yeah. so insane. Yep. Like, no, off their heads didn't kill your daughter. Like, it's music. And yeah. people are going to identify with it differently. But, like, right. that's the same as people that literally blame Marilyn Manson for Columbine. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's it, it's yeah. an easy thing. Like, it's the same as any time anything happens. Like, yeah. if there's a shooting or you whatever. Got a scapegoat. Yeah, if there's a shooting, it's like, oh, well, it's because this guy watched this thing. And it's like, will you not fucking pay attention to the fact that, like, mental health infrastructure in this country is a piece of shit and, like, nobody can get help that they need and, like, when warning signs come, people ignore them because Absolutely. they don't care. Like they don't want to people fucking. People just care. shove that shit to the side. Right. Like it's nothing. And, and then it's, once it's not that, nothing. And once that nothing fucking explodes, and they're like, "Well, why is this senseless thing?" And it's like, "Here's all the fucking warning signs that you missed." Yep. Literally, Absolutely. you could have stopped it at any time, yeah. and you didn't. Like, I agree. You know, guys, we just got real deep for a while. No, I mean, I don't agree that anybody. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, just one last thing. I don't agree that yeah. anybody should ever kill themselves. Like I think it's horrible. And no, if anybody absolutely. has. A problem out there, like they should, pro- they should call a prevention hotline. Or if you're a listener and whatever, we've told you before, like you can email us and whatever. No, I am so strong about to that. If you like big snackers or mixtapes or masterminds or anything I do or Justin's comedy, like I'm so strong about that. I'm serious. Like if you are that depressed, email me. Yeah, my email is very readily available, and I will talk to you. I talk to people on Facebook all the time. Yeah, me too. Like I've still recently like. We'll talk to mixtapes fans that message me on Facebook that are going through some shit. And it's sad to me because they're so amazed that I respond to them. Like, 
And that just shows me how many people that's... and other bands probably don't respond to them. Right. And that's also because people yeah, need, like when they want to reach out, like they are surprised because they don't think anyone's going to listen to them. Right. And I get like, if you're fucking Mark Hoppus, yeah, you can't really have your own personal Facebook, but like bands anywhere in our scene at our level, you probably have the time. Like when I'm on tour, I'm in a van for eight hours at a time. I have plenty of time to talk to somebody if they need it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And at the same time, I don't want to put that responsibility on every band member. Like, you need to talk to your fans or you're a piece of shit. But I just mean, like, it's like a simple thing you can do that could literally save someone's life. Well, treat people like people. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great message. That's a great message. Yeah, treat people like people. I don't know of many people that are so popular that they can't act like a human being and have a normal conversation with somebody else exactly. when they have something that they need to talk Except about. Except for Nick Woods. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the most common sense approach to that entire <laughs> no, situation but I, right there. I, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. Is treat people like – it's a generic saying, but treat people how you want to be treated. Like, it's easy. Right. It's not a hard thing to no, do, it and it can save someone's life or even just make their day, which is still awesome. Like, you right. know, making someone's day is an awesome thing. Yeah. That rules. And I, 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 and that's what I'm saying is, like, I take that kind of thing very seriously. I don't think that anybody should – Face that sort of uh, those those kinds of problems on their own not because alone. they're they're no, they're incredibly not. hard to deal with and you know you should reach out. Uh, but I will say that um, if Seth MacFarlane wants to kill himself, then that's fine <laughs> with me. I like your exception. <laughs> now you have two exceptions because you said the same thing about uh, Seth Rogen. Well, no, I what's mean, with you and Seth? I don't. <laughs> I, like, I did. I say Seth Rogen killed yes. himself. Yes, you oh. did. Yes, well, you did. I mean, he whatever. <laughs> he goes back and forth because, like, usually he annoys the living shit out of me, and then once in a while he'll do something where I'm like, "All right, it's fine. He's fine." <laughs> but no, Seth MacFarlane will never do anything that I approve of, uh, and I hate everything that he stands for. Oh no, what we happened? lost him. I think we ran out of money on our thing. Oh no, I need to actually ask him something. What do we do? Tell him to call us back. Here, hold on. Um. I know we don't have that much time, but I actually wanted to get a few things out of him real quick. That sounded weird. Uh, I mean, what kind of things do you want to get out of him? Just a few band questions I had. I don't think he's going to give me the answers to them because I don't think he's allowed to, but we're going to try to get it out of him. Right. Oops. This has been a good conversation. Yeah. Well, it turns out that an hour's worth of talk time on Skype costs a dollar twenty-two. so if anybody was wondering... Um... I'm going to sue. There we go. Hello, sir. I just winked out. That was weird. Sorry. Yeah, we ran out of uh, credit on our Skype thing. So. Yeah, we gotta we gotta repay it. Um, like we do make. Is that really what happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we make we <laughs> make plenty of money cool. off this, but sometimes we just forget we're a little lazy. Oh, yeah. But um, no, I was gonna ask you. Hey, that's cool, um, man. I got I gotta get out and make myself some chili dogs for dinner. My right. uh, my wife just got home from uh, work. Well, Kate just got give home from me, work. Give oh. me give me two minutes. Oh, cool guy with his. Can wife. you give me two minutes? Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. I don't think you're going to be able to tell me this, or maybe there's actually nothing. But do you guys have... I, we're going to have you back on when your new album's done. I know you're writing it right now, and I'm really excited about it. Do you guys It'll be ha- good, man. Do you guys have some like big news that you're not allowed to talk about? Uh, No, man. We are don't. You, are you completely <laughs> lying to me right now? Not yet, at least. I hope eventually we'll have some big news we're not allowed to talk about. Are you guys, we really don't. Are you guys signed to Fat Records? Uh, no, we're not signed to Fat Records. Do you want to? I would like to be signed to Fat Records. I like Fat Records a lot. 
right, I've been well, listening to their music since I was 16 years old. That would delight me to no end. You well, fucking... Uh, but they got to do what they got to do, and uh, we got to do what we got to do. So fu- well, they've whatever. been putting out mostly yeah. some shit. So you know, maybe they should sign you guys. You know what? Fuck you, fucking misogynist. You want to <laughs> hang out with Fat Mike? Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that's, what? Don't put out cool records, man. That copyright seven inch they just did. Was that is good. Awesome. That's good. Oh yeah, you want to hang yep. out with you? You want to talk about how that fucking band full of rapists is awesome? That's really cool, man. <laughs> You okay. don't want to start anything like that in front of a million people that the copyrights are rapists. Uh, I feel like I've said that. not I feel like I've said that loud and clear. I've well, said worse Nick, things about Fletcher to people Nick, in front of Nick, we all him, know that. So. We're all, it's okay. Justin and I are friends of the copyrights, much like you. Yeah. And they are okay. great. And that seven inch They're is also fantastic. Incredibly but, huge rapists. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> kidding. But no, Nick. I'm just kidding. They're not what, rapists what, at all. They actually are great people. Yeah, they're really nice guys. Um, Nick, my new goal is actually to get you guys signed to Fat Records. Cool. You make that happen, Ryan. If I and do I that, will, uh, if I do that, can I be your manager? Uh, yeah. If somebody else doesn't get us signed to Fat Records first, well, it's a race now. The first person to get us signed to Fat Records becomes Direct Hit's new manager. Okay, every, everybody heard it's loud out there. and clear. Everybody's heard it. It's out there. Now, um, Nick, you have a lovely wife. She's also a friend of mine. I've known her for many years through you, and I hope you guys make some really good chili dogs. It actually sounds delicious. They're good, man. Come visit us sometime. We'll make them for you, too. You know what? I will. I'm just going to take a random weekend, and how about I come up there and let's just hang, because I miss you. We're going to a high school battle of the band. I'm seriously down to do that. I'm not kidding. Nick, uh, I don't know how you can do this without being creepy, but you need to start cruising, um, figuring out where the battle of the bands are in high school. And, uh, Dude, you know what we could do? I guarantee that we could go back to my old high school and we could just go to the Battle of the Bands that they have there. Because I play them every single year. Done. And it's like, I went to like a, like a Catholic boys high school too. And so like the alumni network is obviously very, very tight outside of it. Okay. And so I'm sure they welcome me back with open arms to come and see what the, what the youth are doing at the school. Can okay. send me a letter to donate money or something like that. Done. We're gonna make it happen. Done. Will. Let's do, do it. Can you can you be a guest celebrity judge at the Battle of the Bands? Oh, that would be tight. <laughs> uh, I don't think they. Dude, I did judge the Battle of the Bands one time with a bunch of high schoolers, and it was actually pretty cool. Some of them were super good. There was a Scott band in it. The Scott band was the best one. So that was fair sweet. enough. Well, Nick, it's been a pleasure. Nick Woods from Direct Hit. Um, we will be having you back when your new album is done. Tell your wife I said hello. Um, and we have a lot more to talk about with the Power Rangers and your new record. So um, I'll text you later, but you guys have a wonderful night. Sounds good. Thanks uh, for talking to me, dude. Thanks for having us. I mean, thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. See you, brother. Bye. That was good. We're always so lucky. I really feel like every guest we have is awesome. No, I agree. I mean, he's a pretty big piece of Eventually, shit. Eventually, we're going to have to get a dickhead. There's got to be somebody that's just going to be like where do you think we can get a 20-minute interview where you, it's just like we're just you, done with it. Where do you think we can get one of those? A dickhead? Yeah. Like, do you mean like a person that sucks or no. a, a penis head? Mm-hmm. Well, you and I are both male. So right here. Did Vanessa ever get back from Oregon? No, I have to pick her up on Wednesday. Are, are you sure? Yeah, she just texted me today and told me. Are you sure it was her? Did you hear her voice? Well, no, she texts me, so no. Well, it might have been him. Well, if I get there and it's him, I'll pick him up then. Take him back to her apartment. He can live his life as her. <laughs> live his life as her. Yeah, what if he gets off the plane and it's just him wearing like her hair as a wig? Um, we don't have a lot of time <laughs> left, but let's go ahead and talk about a few more things. We literally have three minutes, so. <laughs> I got a lot to pack into these three minutes. 
Um, after you said you started playing Saints Row the Second again, I just bought Saints Row the Third on Steam, and I've been having a blast with it. Like two and three, I think are definitely the best. Yeah, no, I agree. One and four are still fun. Um, I still don't even play Get Out of Hell just because every review just is like, you know, this game could have been awesome, and it's boring as fuck. I'll just wait until the new one comes out. Are they making a new one? Yeah, because Thank all that Get Out of Hell was was just a bunch of stuff they had An had ideas for. from four, right? Right. They had ideas for them, and they just couldn't fit them in, so they just threw it in there. Three, though, for being four years old at this point, on my computer, which is really nice because our friend built it for me, so it's basically top of the line. If you do, like, put all the settings up, it still, like, looks pretty damn good for being four years old. Oh, yeah, it still looks good. Like, yeah. it's not GTA Five, but it's... <sighs> I think Saints Row so easily rival GTA, and they're they're not underrated in the way like they sell well. Yeah, but I don't think anyone puts them on the same level as GTA, and I think they should. Yeah, I mean, I but I think that they've become so much different. You know what I mean? They like, have, but and I think I think Saints Row is a better series than the GTA series. I agree. I think GTA Five is better than any Saints Row game because I really I, I don't because I don't. I think GTA Five story is about one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. It's yeah, it it is, but I love GTA Five. I just no, I, I love, love the I game. Still, but... I actually was playing it earlier today. Yeah, but I've been going back playing Saints Row the Third, and that game is so fucking fun. Yeah, no, like it is. it's just so like the penthouse, the side missions, the insurance fraud. Yeah, and just how over the top it is. Like the yeah. f- the first mission of Saints Row the Third. Is the equivalent of like the last mission in a normal video game? Right, yeah. like it just starts off so ridiculous. Yeah, where you're like wearing the giant heads of your own, and you're like people. robbing a safe, and you pull it out of the top of the bank on a helicopter, and you're right. on top of it shooting SWAT helicopters down, and right. that's the first mission of the game. Yeah, it's so much fun. And even the second one, which I started playing again too, like you wake up in the hospital and just start killing guards. All right, like, it's yeah, just great, man. Yeah. But the one game I wanted to mention before we're done, have you seen? I think it's called Cuphead. No, I don't know what that Look is. it up. We'll talk about it next week. But it's like inspired like from straight like 1930s animation style. But it looks exactly like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Cuphead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, yeah. It does look cool. I cannot wait for that game. And I really am excited about The Witcher 3. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. The Witcher 2 was really great, so... It was. A lot of, a lot of titties. Yeah, but that doesn't make a good game. I mean, <laughs> you can see titties anywhere, Ryan. Like, you like to fight? No. <laughs> uh, we have to be dumb, but I was going to say, uh, I used to have a neighbor, and Justin and I were at his house once, and his cousin was there. He was like this guy who acted really tough. We were like, what, like 16 or 17? Yeah. And he somehow said something, and I don't remember why, but he like asked us. He was like, well, you guys don't like to get into fights? And we were like, nah, not really. And he goes, pussies. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a good ending note, I feel. Yeah. Um my song today, um, some people will like, some people will not like, some people will have never heard, but it's a song that I forgot about, and I really, truly love it. It's called Scratched Out by The Matches, and it's the last song off their first album, which I like the whole album. I know Justin likes it. Yeah. Not so much into what they did after that. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, The Matches suck, and that's fine, but fuck yourself, and you're racist. I mean, you're not wrong, but... <laughs> You're also like, you know. Um, but I think Scratched Out, I just think this song is arranged so strangely that it just is really cool to me. So I think it's a cool song. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, this was a blast of an episode. Um, 
we've been getting more and more followers on Twitter and interaction. I like that. We didn't even get to do questions today. Yeah, I know. So I know we have a lot waiting, and we'll have more next week. So next week uh, we'll probably do a little longer episode and maybe take some more questions. Please don't take anything we said seriously when we were talking to Nick and blow yeah. it out of proportion. You know how people are. I hate that we even have to say that. I know. But, um, it's called knowing the difference between satire and being serious. Yeah. And it's like we said, everybody out there, just treat humans like humans and be decent to everyone around you. If you're at work or school or at a show, just be nice to people. Just hang out and be cool. Don't be judgmental. Don't be a prick. Uh, make sure you look up the meme that I created on uh, Instagram called Just Drake Things so that you can see. That is good. I will give you that. It is a good one. Um, it's just hashtag Just Drake Things. Have you ever followed the Twitter uh, stuff Drake says? No, but I'm fu- I want to. It's really funny. You should. It'll say. It'll be like Drake looks out the window and notices a single raindrop, and thinks it's so similar to the tear that comes out of my eye. <laughs> like they're funnier than that. Like right, that was yeah. like not a great example, but they're really funny. And yeah. So uh, thank you uh, for episode sixty. That's awesome. So yeah. we're halfway to one hundred and twenty, which is an arbitrary number that doesn't mean anything. I don't anything. know why. <laughs> so congratulations. Um, next week we will have one of three guests. I'm not sure which one yet. I'll announce it on Twitter this week. Justin will put our Twitter handles up. Please talk to us on Twitter. We like hearing from you. Tag us both. We like talking to people. Tweet us. Follow us on Facebook and uh, spread the word about the big snackers. And we really appreciate it. So here's the matches with Scratched Out. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. We love you all. Bye. Bye.